The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. <coughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. In Salem, New Hampshire, for the last time, I want to. I want to know how long it's going to take me to get that out of my head. I know. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll fumble on it a couple times. Kind of melancholy right now. I know. I know. Me too. You know. I was like, I almost just don't want to talk to you today. <laughs> but then uh, me not talking is like impossible. So. Hey, it happened. But I know, for the last time, for us being together. That's right. No, what are you going to do without me? Get yelled at by her. Oh, that's all right. That's She'll right. tell me how to run the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't yell, so now you're in trouble. See? Yeah. All right, that's fine. All right, maybe I'm going to stay. I don't know. Anyway, let's get right into it, Chrissy. Let's do it. Today's episode brought to you by. Well, still will always be brought to you by, but for the last time with me reading it. Today's show brought to you by the number one best tasting shake on the planet, Uncle Steve's Shakes. Uncle Steve's Shakes are handmade, hand measured, hand mixed, and hand packed. Uncle Steve's Shake is made with only the finest of ingredients and comes in 15 amazing flavors, including the CJ West Coast Shake, Texas Kid. And the all-American SPG, which is no sugar, no MSG, vegan, and keto-friendly. No matter what you're eating, Uncle Steve has a shake for it. Don't forget my personal favorite with all its peppery barbecue goodness, the sauce with no name. If you have any questions, Uncle Steve has great customer service to help you with all your shake needs. Go to UncleStevesShake.com to order your shakes today. On that website, you're also going to find some fantastic shake tips and recipes. You're going to be amazed at just how versatile Uncle Steve's shakes are. While you're online, head on over to Facebook and join Uncle Steve's Steve's Shake Nation to stay up to date with all the latest creations made using Uncle Steve's Shakes. Maybe share some of your own while you're there. It's time to step up your backyard barbecue and your competition barbecue game, people, with Uncle Steve's Shakes. Shake some on everything. Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, I am smoking the extremely limited edition it's almost guilty of me to even say it because chances are you can't get it uh the new england cigar expo limited release for the big two-day event this past weekend it was awesome it was epic we there was food trucks, yeah. like twenty to thirty cigar manufacturers. All the big names were there. Yeah, uh, got to hang out with Bill Burr, famous Boston comedians Tony V yeah. and the one and only Bill Burr, with their commentating on the micro wrestling, which was micro wrestling. If you want to be politically yeah. correct, it was midget wrestling. <laughs> it was awesome. Awesome. But thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. 
Today's show also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves. Whether you are the family grill master or a professional pit master, quality tools make it easier for you to be your best on that grill. Longtime firefighter and founder of Magna Chef, Alan Fonte knows a thing or two about fire management. He designed the Magna Chef gloves and the Freedom Barbecue gloves for you to get in and out of fast with those magnetic swivel plates. You can easily slip in and out of these gloves and they're going to keep your hands cool and allow you to cook and grill safely. No more getting stuck in hot gloves. Depending on your glove preference, Magna Chef Chef Gloves has two fantastic options for you. The first is the classic Magna Chef barbecue glove, made of food grade silicon, web fit for firmer grip, dishwasher safe, one size fits all, and heat rated up to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Second option is the Freedom Barbecue Gloves. It's a more traditional five finger flexible and pliable grip, a 14 inch long cuff to protect your forearms, made of heat resistant neoprene, heat rated up to 932 degrees Fahrenheit. These gloves help extend your time over that fire and keep your forearms safe. Both styles are of Magna Chef gloves are great for barbecue and kitchen use. Head on over to MagnaChef.com. That's M-A-G-N-E Chef.com and order yourself a pair of both today. And at the checkout, make sure you use the promo code FREEDOMLIVES for 10% off your order. Magna Chef barbecue gloves, master the fire. Freedom barbecue gloves, take a stand, free your hand. Nice. Also brought to you by CustomCuttingBoardsRUs.com. Ian Hemming is building what I consider... The Yeti of cutting boards out of Magnolia, Texas. These boards take an absolute beating from the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop board, to the absolutely massive 18 by 36 inch brisket board. And for the pizza lovers out there, for that perfect even slice every time, we got you covered with the pizza board. All boards UV protected, rubber nubs on the bottom, so even on a wet surface, the board Will not slide on you. Uh, deep lip reservoir to catch all the juicy goodness. Uh, custom engraving is available. So a team name, possible logo. Um, yeah. Multicolors. Avail- multicolor combos available. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That's the letter rus.com. All right, Newland just texted me that saying that uh, the video feed dropped, but oh. it's apparently it's still on because I, I haven't missed a beat. Yeah, me too. So it could be a, a him problem. So Daddy Dutch, what's up? Chapin, John Long, what's up? Matt Wilford, Chris Rosinski, brother, what's happening? Big Rome, happy place, barbecue, what's going on? Chris Sweet, what is happening? Well, let's kick the last one off, and who better to have than one of my many on the list? So let's get right down to it, fresh from the Royal this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Butter, but you also know War Pig Barbecue, that incredible, insane smoker, which I might have to... Have the wife surprise me with another custom one, some wild thing like that, seeing she wouldn't let me buy the real tank I found on Facebook Marketplace the other day. <laughs> but, but, ladies and gentlemen, from War Pig Barbecue, please welcome Mr. Dennis Butterworth. What's up, hey, Butter? How's it going? Good, brother. Thank you for taking time, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Not a problem at all. Just uh, watching it rain for the first time in two months here in Texas. Ooh, might might have dropped the temperature down to about ninety six, maybe. Yeah, we're actually looking for some fifties this weekend. I think we'll be in jackets. You'll see all the UGG boots come out with the <laughs> ladies. So 
Fifties. That's beach weather, brother. <laughs> it's pumpkin spice season now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Matt Pereira, what's going on? So, so, but uh, first, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and how you uh, started your journey in uh, in barbecue. Yeah, so I'm I'm Dennis Butterworth. I'm uh, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, started barbecuing about 2009 competitions with a group of friends from the hometown, and uh, just started taking it serious after realizing how much money we were spending uh, just to gather and drink uh, and lose. So um, you know, a few years into it, I started getting a little better and a little better. Started uh, back in those days, we didn't have classes or Facebook. You know, we had Facebook, but there was no barbecue groups in Facebook back in those days. So we had the the forums, right? Like yep. the uh, barbecue forum and smokering.com. Uh, but anyways, just learned and learned, took soaked up all the advice I could get. A lot of it was bad advice, obviously, but some of it was good. Uh, found out who your friends were in the barbecue world. Um, created, uh, in, in, I guess, 2012, we got cast on... Uh, a travel channel show called uh, the grill of victory. And that's where I took the pit that I had, which was an old spice wine ironworks. And we pimped it out, made it look like an M1 Abrams tank, uh, made it remote control. So to this date, I believe it's still the only radio controlled barbecue pit in the world. Um, and it, it has tracks off of uh, actually had to, I got the tracks off a snowblower from up North, a Honda snowblower, um, which I didn't know existed. You know, we have no use for those down here. Um, and it's powered by wheelchair motor, so it gets after it. Um, really, really cool pit. Definitely a conversation piece. Uh, we had it custom painted with murals to pay tribute to some of the fallen soldiers. Uh, Chris Kyle, um, uh, the, some of the members of Marcus Luttrell's uh, SEAL team from uh, the Lone Survivor Operation Red Wings. Uh, it's a photo that he sent me, and uh, I have my mural artist painted on the side. So really a great conversation piece at cook-offs to kind of spread the, the word about, um, you know, what our, our soldiers and sailors go through under deployments, you know, uh, going above and beyond. I myself was a, an army tank driver. I drove an Abrams tank. So it kind of explains my infatuation with tanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's me just been competing since 2009. We average the last 10 years, probably about 30 to 40 cook-offs a year. Um, Fast forward 2017, I created a little barbecue sauce called Fubar, uh, trademarked it for use on butts and ribs. And um, Warpig Barbecue, the company, began because we have a grocery store down here called HEB. Oh, it's our largest uh, grocery store. My holy grail. Whenever I come to Texas now, that is a must is to go and pick up supplies that I don't really need. Yeah. at H-E-B, and bring them back home. I, I, I said I need to start a petition for the Northeast that says we need an H-E-B, an Academy, <laughs> and a Bucky's. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you'll get Bucky's first before you get the other two, <laughs> but uh, maybe Academy second since they're publicly traded now. They're probably really trying to spread out across the country. But H-E-B is our little jewel down here, and, and they they do such great things for small businesses and, and just Texas-owned businesses, and they – they have a running contest every year called the Quest for Texas Best, where they look for the best products uh, that are made in Texas, no matter what size of the company. And you submit your products, and it's a 
it's about a six month long contest, you know, of them uh, going through different rounds of judging. And they usually get about 900 contestants with different products. I mean, you'll go against popcorns and, and wineries, big time wineries, um, salsa, lots of jellies, of course, barbecue sauces, rubs, everything that you can imagine uh, gets submitted to them. Well, uh, I made it to the top 25 out of that contest. Um, and when you make it to the top 25, the you, you get invited to the finale where you go before this huge panel of judges. And it's kind of like Shark Tank. You pitch your company, you pitch your product, you explain, you know, why yours should be set, would set apart from everybody else's. You know, you just tell your whole background. And, uh, you know, we went up, told a good story. Uh, served them some good barbecue with foobar on it and uh, ended up winning first place in the contest out of, you know, I don't know, six or 800 contestants. I can't remember. It was 2017. But um, so that really started my business and launched my business. Uh, that was in August and 28, uh, January 2018, I got in HEB. So they they put me in 250 stores uh, with foobar. And um, over that year, they start, they opened up new stores. So every time they opened a new store, I got into that one, ended up selling, you know, about 50,000 bottles that first year, uh, became their number one selling sauce in the store, you know, for the premium section, mm-hmm. you know, obviously $2, you can't beat $2 sweet baby rays or $1. Oh fast, yeah. But you know, in the, in the $4 and up bottles, I was selling more than everybody else. So the next year they brought, I created two more flavors, uh, snafu and foobar flamethrower, and then I started getting into the spice rub uh, world with ham grenade as my uh, first spice rub. And we got that on the shelf. So I've uh, been going strong now about six years in uh, HEB. It's, it's been impressive. We've sold almost $2 million through their cash registers with our products and um, still a small veteran owned business. I'm, I use the term we a lot, but I'm the only employee. <laughs> so <laughs> I do it all. Uh, I always like to make people think we're bigger than we are, but uh, I, I love it. You know, I wouldn't trade this this life for anything. It's it's been a, a huge learning curve, learning grocery one hundred and one. Yeah, um, I never figured I'd be in a, a grocery store. Uh, still, still focused on competition barbecue though. Throughout those six years, and um, got you know a couple years back, kind of got more involved in the sanctioning bodies of uh, competition barbecue mm-hmm. because we, we saw some separation here in Texas with some new sanctioning bodies um, opening up. And I got nominated and, and won uh, the, the office of vice president of IBCA, which is the International Barbecue Cookers Association, um, which is as old as it's funny because IBCA and KCBS were pretty much born on the same month in the same year. And so they're both the same age, you know, we've been okay. around that long. Um, and I've always been the largest in Texas and uh, didn't really want to be on the board of that, you know, of any organization, <laughs> you know, I just didn't think I had time, but um also didn't want to see it fail. So we did that. I did that for the last two years and now here I am the president of IBC. That's, so, that's what I, I was going to bring up, Mr. President. Yeah. yeah so they, they were like, yeah, you've done such a great job. <laughs> you know, your term's up. And I said, yeah, I'm done. And no, no, no. Somebody nominated you for president. So here I am. <laughs> now I'm the president of IBCA and uh, two full-time jobs. I'm also on the board of directors for the Folds of Honor Foundation mm-hmm. here in, in Texas, the South Texas chapter. Um, but I love it. Like I said, man, I wouldn't trade this life for anything. I, I love to stay busy. Um, I'm always on the road trying to share the sport of barbecue and the world of barbecue products. It's, it's, it's exciting. 
beautiful, beautiful. And uh, I, I, I almost laughed out loud. Uh, Kent, you know, Daddy Dutch. Yeah. He, uh, he, 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 he took the, your, your pumpkin spice season. Uh, <laughs> here's the comment. So help me God. I'll F up the first person I see cook a pumpkin spice brisket. <laughs> oh, that's probably been done. Probably uh, been done, but do it, Dutch. You might go viral. You never know. Yeah, create the rub. I mean, somebody's going to buy it, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice rub. <laughs> go great with your latte in the morning. Oh, for sure, for sure. Randy, <laughs> what's happening, brother? Big Salinas. C-Mac, what's going on? So, yeah, well, let's let's run into the IBC. Uh, uh, hold on, let's let's go back to your your line. Sure. So going into HEB, did they realize what Fubar stood for? Well, that was the whole thing at the time. <laughs> I, I was uh, I had uh, my friends recommended the contest. Like, hey, you need to get in this contest, and I was like, man, my my product's named Fubar, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's funny, you know, like I, so uh, at the time I was married and I told my wife, I said, well, we'll uh, you know, let's just submit it for the hell of it and see, you know, mm. let them get a laugh out of it. You know, I, I, I didn't, I hadn't sold anything when I submitted the product, yeah. maybe 50 bottles. And the guy calls me and he was like, Hey man, you know, so-and-so Armando with uh, HEB, you know, got your submission. And I fully expected him to say, but, you know, it's as far as you go, you know, and he's like, man, we love it. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, it tastes great. And and everybody just loves the name. And I said, really? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, it's, it's such a good conversation piece, you know. And uh, and I said, man, I'm not emotionally attached to that name. You know, if y'all want me to change it, I'll change it. No. Something simple. And he goes, no, 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 don't change anything. He said, but if you make it to the finals and you go to pitch it, don't explain what the acronym really means. <laughs> so, you know, my next product that I got in HB was called Snafu. So, yeah, Fubar Flamethrower. So, yeah, it's it's in there. Every once in a while, you have to explain it to some wise guy that comes by. And, and when we're doing a store demo and he's like, oh, I know what Fubar stands for. Like, yeah, me too. It's right here on the bottle for use on butts and ribs. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So now th- that was that was the the sauce line, and you were saying the the ham grenade was your first seasoning. That's my first, yeah. Okay, then so that's, uh, and then I've got bullzuka, and I have sergeant butter, which is my latest one. Now tell me about the um, the sergeant butter. Yeah, so sergeant butter, it, it's a. It, it's such a wonderful rub. I've been waiting to come out with it for a while. So we, we test everything in competition before we put it out. And that's what kind of separates us from some of the more commercial guys. They don't have that ability to do. Yeah. And so we get real time feedback and Sergeant butter started tearing up uh, the competition world without anybody knowing it because I wasn't tagging it or saying anything about it. I was just using it on my chicken. And I just started walking like crazy with my chicken and I started using it as my base layer of every, every turn in that I did. And it's what it is, is it's a it's a dehydrated butter, salt, pepper, garlic, onion, and a little bit of white sugar for caramelization. And it is just an amazing rub that uh, really lights up inside your mouth and you eat it. And that, that dehydrated butter rehydrates and you just get such a world of flavor. And when you sprinkle it on the meat, it um, that that butter actually rehydrates and creates a, a natural binder for all the other seasonings. 
So if you use it as a base layer, it's going to grab the next rub you put on top of it. You know, mm -hmm. I know, you know, there's a lot of people that use binders for whatever reason, you know, I've never done it. I never use mustard or anything like that, but, um, you know, I just let the meat sweat take over, but that butter really helps grab more of it and okay. hang on to it. So, and it's so good. Um, you know, my nickname obviously is butter. It's been that way since I was a little kid. Um, and I wasn't a sergeant in the army, but my dad was. And so I was able to on the label, uh, pay tribute to my dad, Richard Butterworth for giving me, you know, the inspiration and the, the joy of grilling and barbecuing, because that's who I learned it from, who so many of us learned it from. Yeah. So, um, it was really huge for me to be able to put that on the label, what Sergeant Butter means, you know, Army Sergeant Richard Butterworth and um, really just kind of pay tribute to him. And it was a big deal for him. I, I kept it a secret. So I, I blew up this real nice label on, a you know, one of the bottle labels and had it printed out and framed and on his birthday gave it to him. And he had no idea what he was looking. He's like, what am I looking at? You know, is this your new rub? And I said, like, yeah, but read that little section right there. And he just. You know, couldn't oh. help himself. He was so excited. So. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, so Randy Salinas from Big Salinas Barbecue just commented, "Dennis has the best comp day tradition." Yeah, explain. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I have. Uh, I'll toot my own horn. You know, yeah, I've got a cool smoker, but I have the best sound system of any barbecue trailer out there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's marine grade jail audio, subwoofers and all. I mean, it's loud. And so I give you till 7 a.m. on game day. On Saturday morning, you should be awake by then, right? At 7 a.m., everybody should be awake tending to something. Um, so at 7 a.m., I fire off Reveille, uh, you know, and um, and then right after that comes the National Anthem. So everybody's oh. working on it at every cook-off we go to. And every once in a while when we travel out of state or to a new new city in Texas, I have to go out and tell everybody, hey, just so y'all know at 7 a.m. tomorrow, this is going to happen. So don't be mad at me <laughs> when Reveille comes across because it's loud. You know, it's a trumpet. Yeah. Um, but everybody really loves it. And they, they all join us and stand at, at the flag and, you know, just – Basically what it is, is it's, you know, three minutes total of having your team focus on something and get ready for the day. Yeah. And I, my whole team comes outside and we all stare at the flag and you just kind of get in your thoughts. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm running down everything in my head that's about to happen that I need to get done and, and then just give you a second to to give thanks for being there and think about all the things that uh, that you could be doing, you know, like that could be worse in your life. but. Instead, you're at a barbecue contest, you know, so. Beautiful. That's beautiful, Blessings. brother. Junior, what's happening? Uh, Robert Leah, what's up? Uncle Steve, what's going on? So back, back to the IBCA. So you were vice president. You just took over president. Now, how long are your terms? Are you one years or two years stints? And yeah, how many two. can you do? You have two-year terms, and then you can run for re-election uh, after your second year and do four years total. Um, and and I'm hoping that I do such a bang-up job in two years that they're ready to get rid of me and, and we can let someone else come in. Uh, but I, I enjoy it. You know, I'm really looking at, at this year as, as stepping back from competing so much because, for one, I mean, it's just getting more and more expensive. Um, but for two, I really want to be a good ambassador for IBCA and travel to the cook-offs, check in with my promoters and my head judges and the cooks and just, just be 
seen at cookoffs and, and listen to what their concerns are and what they're excited about, you know, because so many of our cooks will will cook multiple sanctioning bodies. And, and, you know, they'll they'll choose a cookoff for whatever reason, whether it's the venue or the payout, mm-hmm. you know, or just the weekend. You know, I, I wanted to do it on that weekend and they really don't care about the sanctioning bodies, but some of them do. Some of them are I'm diehard this or diehard that. So I, I kind of want to know what is it that makes you love this one, but not ours or love ours, but not theirs. And, and help guide our board to make decisions to really grow the sport. Um, because when we succeed, the entire sport in Texas succeeds because, you know, we're the biggest and and I feel like we're the gold standard. We're the longest running sanctioned body. And, and so that's really what I plan on doing is just helping grow the sport of barbecue across Texas and in other states, because we're not just in Texas. Um, we have cookoffs in New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and, uh, you know, anywhere else that somebody wants a, a, a well-judged event. There you go. Now, obviously, up here in New England, we're used to KCBS. Mm-hmm. And so what, what's, what's the, I guess, I go, what, what, what's the setup for IBCA? You know, mm-hmm. are you cooking all four proteins, uh, turn-in times, things like that? What, what, what differs from, from – the KCBS, you know, quote unquote standard. Yeah. So there's two main differences between IBCA and KCBS. One is IBCA is three meats only. So we're brisket, uh, chicken and ribs, pork spare ribs, uh, and, and it's pork spare ribs only it can be St. Louis cut, but has to be a spare has to come from a spare rib, right? Okay. So, uh, no baby backs, no, no country style. Um, the chicken has to be a chicken half fully jointed. So that means it's completely together. Um, chicken half. So the, the, the challenge is to be able to cook that breast meat and dark meat perfectly at the same time and get it done. Um, so it's a lot more challenging there. Uh, the other main difference is uh, our turn-in times, our intervals, right? Where KCBS, you have 30-minute intervals between turn-ins. At IBCA, you have an hour and a half. Um, okay. So you have 12, 1.30, and 3 are your three turn-in times. So it gives you a little more time to relax, regain focus before uh, having to do your next turn in, maybe have a beer or talk to somebody, you know, and, and enjoy it. Where KCBS, you get that adrenaline rush because you're just boom, 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 boom. But if there's a mistake or something's not completely done, you know, you, you really fall into a, a bad situation. Uh, it's a little more challenging there. And then the, really the lastly, I guess there's three differences is most of our cookoffs are dual rounds. So we have a single round. And if you if you place well enough, you get moved to the final round. We have a final table. So you okay. have to not only impress five judges, you have to impress 10. There's five judges in the first round, five judges in the second round. So your meat has to be really good to impress the second round of judges. Okay. Uh, now, is would that is that a like a like a second turn in almost? No, nope, it's all in the same box. So um that KCBS that each judge gets his own piece of meat. They mm-hmm. pick it out of the box and they can eat it, play it wrap it around a finger, do whatever they want to, right? With um, IBCA, uh, you get the, each judge gets a plastic knife and a fork, and they have to cut a piece off of one of the – off, say, let's just use ribs, right? They have to – they open the box. There's eight ribs in a box. They have to cut a piece of rib off a bone and eat it and then pass the box to the next judge. Same with brisket, same with chicken. So a chicken, they can pick whatever part of the chicken they want to eat off of. So you'll have some judges judging your breast and some judges judging your thigh and mm-hmm. maybe some get a wing. Um, so that's, that's the difference there. So that 
that meat now, like say chicken, when it goes to the second round, it's already been cut on a bit. So it really has to be a nice, juicy chicken. Yeah. To, to, you know, well cooked to maintain that moisture level uh, going into the second round. Yeah. Cause that's going to be, that's going to be sitting for a bit. Yeah. We, we're really streamlined now, though. So it used to, in the old days, there was, there could be three or four rounds that you'd go. Oh, through. wow. Um, and that used to frustrate the hell out of me because I just, I'm a big, you know, it, it, always worry about contamination, you know, cross contamination or, you know, hey, is that sanitary? You know, there's the meat dropping below the, the proper temperature zones and with all those levels. So a few years back, the IBCA changed it to two rounds only. Uh, and if you have less than 21 teams, it goes to single round. So that's just a different thing. But Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's a little more challenging on that point because you have the two rounds. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's it's not easy. You know, we don't we've never had a perfect score because you have to get perfect tens. We don't drop the lowest score like KCBS does. So you have to get tens from every judge in both rounds. Oh so wow. I really wanted to find out something special to do for that one person that's gonna hit a perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Hey, Lep, what's up, brother? Jen Lee, how are you, darling? Mad Max, what's going on? Greg Pino, what's happening? You also are, like you, like you were saying, you, you're stepping, trying, or at least trying to step back a little bit from the, the competition end and concentrating on everything, you know, with uh, all the boards and the IBCA that you, you're rolling with. Um Tell us on your involvement with the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. Because I had yeah, walked by, we, this was my first year down there, and I was walking through and I saw you, Warpig's tent set up in the, in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have you had that spot for a while? Or, you know, because I know there's, you just can't sign up and go cook. No, you Houston. can't. Yeah, there's about a 10-year waiting list probably to get into Houston. And even if you sweated out those 10 years, they would probably bump you for someone else. It's it's a – Houston's a tough one to get into. There's a lot of corporate teams, you know, big-time corporate teams. Uh, it's, it's a fundraising event um, for, you know, inner-city youth. And, and not just inner-city youth, but just because Houston Rodeo – give scholarships to kids across the city of Houston and across Texas. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really a big, big event, you know, and there'll be, I don't remember how many spots, there's probably 400 spots out there, um, you know, with cook teams everywhere. Um, we've been out there. I want to say I've been cooking it since 2011, I'd say okay. 2010, 2011. And and I, I was cooking with another team that had this spot and I just kind of became a team owner um, through the years with this guy because he just wanted to throw a party and he saw how serious I was about cooking. Um, so he he had me bring my whole team in to do the cooking for the team uh, for the competition side of it. And in 2019, he looked at me and handed me the keys and said, it's yours from now on. Just name it War Pig and, and uh, we just want to come hang out. So he said, we don't want to be in charge of it anymore. We want it to save War Pig and, and be your tent. So I, 2020 to now, I've, I've run it as War Pig Barbecue out there. So it's, that's been a huge blessing because some would say you got, I got in the easy way, right? I didn't have to sweat out a oh, team yeah. waiting or anything. 
Um, but I, I definitely worked my ass off in those years to to get him to trust me to take over because that guy, that that team that he's been a spot owner since uh, I want to say for 26 years. So he's been uh, he's been with Houston Rodeo Livestock Show and Rodeo Cookoff for that long, over 26 years now. So it's a big thing for him to come out and see how I've grown what his dad started. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and that's just a that's a fun event. It's um, very challenging because now we're getting more and more high level competition cooks coming out there and cooking for corporate teams. Yeah. Um, so it's um, you know you have to be on your game when you go out there. It's a huge party. I mean, first and foremost, it's a party. It's three days. It's like no other major cook-off party. It's like no other cook-off party. I mean, I can promise you that, you know, I've been to the Royal. I just got back, been to the Royal several times, all the other big cook-offs, they party, but we build entire villages out there. Yeah. Right? I mean, there are people that, that spend a, that buy a house, a, a new home's worth of lumber and create small towns in their tents, you know, I mean, it's big. Um, and we have big name acts out there performing in people's tents, you oh, know, yeah. major little country bands. Lee Bryce was out there in uh-huh. one of the tents next to us. So it's, uh, it's huge, you know, and our budget for that weekend is almost $200,000 for three days, you know, just to, to entertain our party and have all those people come out and, you know, and, and, you know, the liquor, the food, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wild time. And then, at some point, you have to focus because you got to compete on yeah. Saturday morning. And uh, so Friday, when we kick everybody out of the tent at the end of the party, it's, it's kind of go time for our team. And basically got to sober up and get ready, <laughs> get ready yep. to, to throw down Saturday morning. And they do it different. You know, their turn in times are, are really weird. And, and but you're usually done with brisket turn in by like one or two o'clock. It, they stagger you on how you turn in. Yeah. And, 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 and they have an open division, too, on that. Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah. well, they have, um, and it's a non-sanctioned event. So anybody can, can cook it. They have their own rules, you know, um, they, they have their own scoring system. It's, it's very tight knit with Houston. They want to be in charge of everything. Um, they do an open meats category, um, you know, like a chef's choice kind of yeah. thing. And they also do a dessert, a Dutch oven dessert contest, oh, which is go. interesting to see what people make in the Dutch ovens. You do Dutch oven desserts. <laughs> mm-hmm. That blueberry, the uh, mixed berry, peach and blueberry cobbler there. Ooh. <laughs> Mrs. Maggs can throw down a, a yeah. mean cobbler in a Dutch oven. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see uh, people bring in pastry chefs to cook Dutch oven dessert, you know, oh, out there. Yeah. Like they, they take it so serious that we we try every year to do something really cool. We never. <laughs> yeah. <never wins. laughs> yeah. Same with our dessert category at the Royal this year. I thought we had the most beautiful dessert. I'll post it later this evening, but, and it was amazing. It was a beautiful presentation. It was a um, bananas Foster's cream pie. Okay. Um, so it was really, you know, everybody down South loves banana pudding and that's yeah. kind of what you think of when you taste that pie. But uh, those Kansas city folks just like cheesecake, apparently. <laughs> Because that's usually all it ever wins is cheesecake. <laughs> it is. It, you know, the cheesecakes are really, you know, you can do, hell, hell, they made a whole damn restaurant chain out of a cheesecake. True. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, very successful one. <laughs> very successful one. You know, you, you, it takes you three days to read the menu, but 
Oh yeah. You know, that is what it is. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Like I said, this was my first year at the, uh, at Houston and just walking around you going, Holy shit. You know, looking <laughs> at some of them, you know, we were with uncle Steve at uh, lonesome dove cookers. Mm-hmm. So if you left our tent and walked down, um, I guess back, it would technically be, be back towards the entrance. Yeah. Um, you know, there was, I forget the name of the team, team and site, you know, they had, it, it, it was, it was an old Western town, mm-hmm. you know, it had, it had that, you know, the mill wheel <laughs> going yeah. around and they, they had whole hogs just sitting there That's crazy. with live fire. It's like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, how big is the party, you know, at you, at your tent? You know? Yeah, so what's funny is is everybody thinks we have this giant spot out there, but we really only have two spots. So it's in total, our tent is is forty by a hundred. Yeah, um, and so we'll we'll have a, a thousand people total usually throughout the three nights. So, um, but this year was our biggest party ever, and we averaged about six fifty a night for all three nights, six hundred fifty people. Yeah, it it yeah. It, 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 it it absolutely blew my mind. And- yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's. It's extremely stressful, and it's just another full-time job that I take on. And we're actually—I was typing a sponsor letter up before this uh, podcast, so it's—we're starting planning now. I just paid the entry fee last week, so it's—it's it's getting real. It's getting know? real. It's, and and yeah. yeah, you know, I I was walking around just taking it all in. It's like, oh my god, this is this is fantastic. And uh, I'll I'll be coming down. Um, I'll be coming back down this year. And I'm gonna try to do a little something because I noticed something when I was when I was down there, and uh, I'm gonna try to change that. Uh-huh. I don't want to give anybody any ideas <laughs> right now. I'll you know I'll let you know after after <laughs> the fact because you're gonna be kind of involved in this indirectly if you can. But uh-huh. uh, um, but yeah, oh that 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 was awesome. So with all the years of competition, what would you say? is the one competition that really stands out in your mind you can't you, you can't forget like i guess the most meaningful you know be it your first be it the first competition you ever did your first gc yeah. you know what do you think uh so in 20 i almost say 2016 uh when i was cooking Houston rodeo uh i i finished eighth out there and um and that was, that was really exciting, you know, to make the stage, um, in front of, you know, thousands of people. I stood next to Darren Worth, you yeah. know, um, who was on stage with me and a whole bunch of other guys. And it was, it was very humbling, you know, to, to be up there on that level. And, and I always, always remember that as I turn in at Houston every year, like how humbling it is just to be able to have that opportunity to cook at Houston because it's extremely difficult. Um, my favorite cook-off of all time will always be Danny Dietz, uh, Memorial Day. It used to be called Danny Dietz Memorial Day Cook-Off, and now I, I think that's what it used to be called, but it, I know it's always Danny Dietz Memorial Cook-Off is what it is now, and it's on a wonderful weekend. You know, it's the weekend of 9-11, which is a, a great weekend for us to gather up and, and uh, you know, just remember everybody that, that we've lost in line of uh, defending this nation one way or the other, whether it's, you know, fire department, the police or our, our troops. And that cook-off has been so well run every year. Um, they have amazing trophies and it's just, it's a, 
it's a mission that I support in veterans causes. And so I, I, I'll always do that one. No matter yeah. what sanction body sanctions it, who runs it, doesn't matter. You know, you'll see a war pig trailer there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Jen does a Jen does an incredible job, and I, I was able to meet Jen finally in person at Houston this year. And uh, you know, we were messaging back and forth, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm at I'm going to be at the site number, and I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. we're not, you know, I'll, I'll get over there. And literally, I'm walking down one of the streets, basically, <laughs> best describes it, and she just jumps right in front of me, and she goes, "You got to be Johnny." I go, why do you say that? She goes, there ain't no other sucker down here that's talking like a Yankee. I'm like, guilty. Hi, Jen. <laughs> oh, it was great. Good times. Good times. But, but I asked you a question at the very beginning of this because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to start. A lot of the guys, like our friend Robert Rocha, has the, the Mount Rushmore. And obviously don't want to go that road. So I'm kind of spinning it a little bit off. And this needs to be fine-tuned, so this one, this original is going to be very rough. But with the popularity in fantasy sports, if you were to set a fantasy barbecue team up, who would you have on that? And we'll, we'll start with, you know, five members. Oh, wow, five members. Well, first would be Darren, right? Darren is, Darren, Darren is the Tom Brady. Yep. Um, Darren's the only cook to win every major world championship in, in competition barbecue, including Houston. So I, I think he's my quarterback, definitely. Um, you know, uh, Travis Clark would be another one. Travis Clark's one of my mentors, um, and he changed my barbecue uh, competing or cooking around a lot just by taking his class. I mean, he's such a great teacher and such a great competitor, and he has a ton of grand champions. Um and then, um, you know, I look down here in Texas because I really think Texas is the SEC of competition barbecue. You know, I mean, we you show up to a competition in Texas, you may have two world champions competing against you. You know, you're not going to do that in any other state. Um, and it, it, you may have four. I mean, an humble rodeo, which is another one of my my biggest wins, you know, 140 teams. And there was four world champions going against me. You know, I mean, yeah. where are you going to do that? at? So, um you got to have Bill Purvis on the list. Um, he's, you know, what I call a newcomer. He's been around for a while now, but he's newcomer to the scene. I mean, it just shows how old I'm getting. But, um, you know, he hit the track running, and he's just been dominant in IBCA, yeah. dominant CBA, dominant KCBS. So definitely want him on my team. Um, and I don't want anybody on my team that can't cook a half chicken. Uh, you know, because if they can cook a half chicken, they can cook a chicken thigh and yep. they should be able to do both. Um, and that's why I picked Darren and Travis. They both come down to Texas and done well. Um, you got to have the big guy, Fred Robles, on your team. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you that he's one of the guys. Like when you see him pull up, you're like, oh, oh damn. You, you see know, Rio, like, Rio Valley meat trailer walking goes, okay. Yeah, I'm like, damn. We're, Fred, play, we're playing know? for second this today. It's funny, you'll try to do some of these cook-offs in Texas and you think you're going to get away in sandbag and then, you know, and try to get a slump buster or something, you know, and here comes Fred and Bill and Lee Hickle or somebody like, oh, no, you know, damn, don't y'all leave me alone. Um, wow. Okay. So let me think. That's uh, that's four, Darren, right? Darren, Fred, and uh, Travis. Oh, so I'll go with a fifth one. 
Uh, because there's, oh, Bill Purvis, so a fifth. Got to go out of state for the next one. Uh, well, I've never met him, but I've seen him on TV and I've read his cookbooks and I've seen his level of success in barbecue. And for that, for the Southeast region, I would have, I would pick Chris Lilly. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Big Bob Gibson. Yep. Just, I mean, he's, I'd, I'd love to hang out with him and just pick his brain. I mean, he's yes. just seems like such a genuine guy and we've been at the Royal together against each other, but you know, so it's 500 other teams too. So it's not like I've, I can say I cooked against them, you know, but um, I've never, I've cooked in Alabama hoping he would be there. Uh, I cook every year in Alabama and I never get to see him. He doesn't, he doesn't cook the one we do, but um, man, that dude, he's won some world champions. You know, he's, he's, he's tough to beat. Um and I, I think I would add him. And I think I'd put that five against anybody, and I'll just bring them Gatorade, you know. Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with those five, I'm no problem. I'm, I got no problem being the coffee go-getter. Yeah, you absolutely. Know I'll make them breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep the ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's right. That's all <laughs> oh. you'd have to do. Oh, but, uh, man, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you taking the time. You know, like yeah, I said, you've been you. on the list for a, a while now, and I'm, you know, my this list is awfully, awfully long. <laughs> you know, it's like hell. I had, I just had, I just had Aaron on, uh, like a month, two months ago, and, and the first thing out of his mouth, well, second thing, other than "What's up, bitches," was <laughs> about damn time. <laughs> you know yeah man come uh stay in touch uh come see us in february we'll get you you and your crew some all access passes to our tent uh, awesome. so y'all can enjoy it and bounce around and see some other tents and if you happen to be in texas in january the war pig winter battle goes down january 19th 2024 it's our second annual cook-off uh it's a new thing i'm getting off into is is having war pig cook-offs now so nice um, we do some really cool trophies, and it's 100% payback. War Pig picks up the all the expenses of the cook-off as far as, you know, the sanction fees, the venue, and all that. And uh, we paid out 15000 last year, and so hopefully we'll have more teams and we can pay back more. So Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, where can everybody find you social media-wise? Yeah, obviously, WarPigBBQ.com. That's BBQ. Um, and that's our website where you can order swag or products. Um, you can find us on Facebook at TX Texas War Pig Barbecue. So TX War Pig Barbecue, Instagram, TX War Pig Barbecue, uh, TikTok. Uh, I'm DW underscore butter and War Pig Barbecue has its own TikTok page, which hopefully I'll start updating soon. Um, and uh, I think we have a LinkedIn, a Pinterest, we have all kinds of things. They're all either TX War Pig Barbecue or War Pig Barbecue. Just look for my ugly mug on it. You'll know you have the right account. <laughs> All right, butter. Thank you, brother. Hang in there one second. I'll close this out and jump right back in with you. Good deal. Awesome, Chrissy. That's it. That's that is it. That is it. Wow. That's it. Five years, Chrissy. I know. Two together. Two and a bit together. Two and a bit. Thank you for everything. You're very welcome. I appreciate it, and of course, and I will be. Pestering you. I'm sure. Because I am computer illiterate, I think they call it. 
And just for the record, folks, he's not going anywhere. He's just leaving the studio. Like, I don't know. I'm reading some of the comments here, and it sounds oh. very, like, farewell-ish. I'm like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You didn't watch last week. He's just not going to be here at the not studio Not just here at the anymore. studio. We're, we're coming live up. from Studio Mags out of... Uh, the yeah. Uncle Steve oh, sorry. Shake Look, Studio. Look, doing it wrong. The Uncle Steve Shake Studio. <laughs> and uh, up stage. at the house. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's, keep, keep an eye out on the Facebook social media posts. Uh, there's going to be a time change. Yeah. Uh, I'm working all that out, working the right day out. But um, you're not going to miss. I got any all my all my equipment is in. I just need literally leaving right now here to go to Walmart to get whatever cords I need because for the soundboard because yeah. that showed up last night and I'll be playing around with that next uh, this weekend. Thank. Thankfully, it's a holiday weekend. Hey, there you go. You know, so I'll have an extra day to play around and get it up. So I'm hoping to have something for you on, um, I'm thinking either Monday night or uh, maybe around 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. There you go. And uh, like I said, I'm trying not to miss a week, but if I if I miss one, sorry, I'm just trying to get it all together to... And plus, I got Fred Robles waiting in the wings on a, on a date here. There you go. You know, so. But yeah, so keep your eyes on Facebook, everybody. He's not going anywhere. And if he is, yeah. like, is, he won't be gone more than maybe a week. A week, yeah. Not. So, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled to Facebook. Johnny will keep you updated to uh, when and where. That's it. We'll see you again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for Thank you, Chrissy. Me and having me. You know, and it was great. To, I saw Dave earlier and thanked him and yeah. Ed. It's been our pleasure. For sure. All right, let's do it one more time. That's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You got all our episodes right at your fingertips. Find us all the social media links are listed down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week. Keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.